The word says we're called to make disciples. We're growing in the word of God. Jesus Christ was sent to be our saviour. This is the Bromley Town Church Podcast. We pray God speaks to you through this message, blessing you as you live out God's word. Stream or download other sermon podcasts via the Bromley Town Church website or by using the SoundCloud app. Head over to BromleyTownChurch.com. We are about a series about being BTC. And that is not only looking at us as a church, but looking at the church and what the whole church is about. You know, we come to church, we're part of it, and we've looked at things like, well, why Sunday? Why do we even gather on a Sunday? It's important for us not just to pitch up. It's important for us to understand what is going on and various aspects of church life. We talked about prayer. We've talked about all sorts of things. This morning, I want to talk a little bit more about the Bible and about what we believe. As a church here, we believe the Bible is foundational. It's foundational to our faith. It's foundational to what we believe we believe that the Bible and Christianity literally go hand in hand. That we want to hold on to this. Now, you may have an electronic copy. I can't get away from a, a paper copy. This is the good stuff. And it's good to have the Word of God because it leads us and guides us. As I say, the Bible and Christianity do go hand in hand. Yet, you know, for many Christians, that's not quite the case. And they haven't really connected with the Word of God, the Bible. So today, I want to take a bit of an overview and hopefully, I want to encourage us all to continue to go back to the Word of God, to read this wonderful book, and to gain the life that is in it for ourselves, to gain that life for ourselves. So we're calling this uh, today, and I don't think we'll probably finish it today, what we believe about the Bible. These days, truth is being challenged. Truth. What is truth? Many would say that truth is only a relative thing. You know, something is true if I believe it to be true. The truth that I live my life with is what I think, so therefore there becomes a relative truth. It's what my truth is my truth, but your truth might be your truth. Now, sometimes those truths can be the same, but sometimes they can be different. And so a question goes, well, what is truth? And, you know, have you ever thought of the fact that is there one truth that everybody could live by and therefore, everybody could be in unity around, and it's the right way, the truthful way to be. Have you ever thought about that? The question of what is truth hasn't just been asked even in these days. It's a question that is asked and has been asked over many years. Probably it's gaining more of a question in our times because of the relativity that we're finding about truth now. Over 2,000 years ago, as Pilate was interacting with Jesus before the crucifixion, this came up, John 18. Pilate says, You are a king then, said Pilate. Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. In fact, the reason that I was born and came into the world is to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. What is truth? said Pilate. You can almost feel it, even those thousands of years ago, that here's this interaction again where somebody is asking the question, well, what is truth? What am I supposed to live my life with? But here we see the claims that Jesus was making. I have come to testify to the truth. I've come to reveal it to you. 
I've come to bring you this information that there is a truth that you can lay your life upon. The dictionary definitions of truth are this. Truth is the quality or the state of being true. And true is conforming to reality of fact. Real, genuine, authentic, sincere, not deceitful. You see, Jesus came into the world to declare to everyone that God is the truth. God is the truth. And Jesus, being God, could rightly say, as he did and as is recorded, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. He was able to say that. And he also prayed in John 17, sanctify them, praying for the people who are yet to be saved and his disciples. Sanctify them by the truth. And then he went on to say, your word is truth. So we can see that as we go towards the Bible, as we're looking at the claims of Jesus and what he said, then the Bible and what Jesus said about God is that he is truth. He is truth. His word is truth. God's word is truth. And the Bible is God's word that has been written down. So we want to look at what the Bible says. And there are two ways of doing this. Firstly, what do we say about the Bible? And secondly, what does the Bible say about itself? What do we say about the Bible? We believe the Bible is the word of God that has been written down for us so that we can read and understand, therefore, what God has said. We believe that the Bible brings to us God's truth, and we believe God's truth to be foundational. Foundational. We believe that God's truth is absolute truth. That is the foundation truth. Foundational because all of life and society will function best when it's built upon following God's truth. So the Bible gives us God's instructions as to how we are to live our lives before him, and towards those around us, whether it be friends, family, colleagues, neighbors. It gives us that information of how we're to live our lives with them. The Bible doesn't just give suggestions. It gives some suggestions, but the Bible is not really about giving suggestions. The Bible is about giving commands and instructions. Because it's God's word for his created people, for them to understand How are we supposed to live? What's the best way for us to live? What's the best way to do life? And so it's not about suggestions, well, you could do this. It's about love one another. It's a command. You need to go and do this. You need to forgive. It's about commands and instructions. It's as if God is saying, "Here, here is my instruction manual for life. If you want to know how to live your life, If you want to know how to get the best out of your life, if you want to find abundant life, fullness of life, here's the instruction book. Take hold of it and learn my way from it. So the Bible gives us clear facts and information on how to live our lives God's way. It acts like a plumb line, something that we can hold up against our lives to see the way that we're living, is that the right way? Well, let's, let's bring God's word alongside this plumb line to see if we're built straight. 
Now, if you're doing any construction work, you'll know all about a plumb line and how important it is, or a spirit level, especially if you put a shelf up at home or something like that. You know, no, we need Stuart here to get us straight on line. And a plumb line or a spirit level, that's what the Bible is like. It's here to say, okay, now that's right. That's right. That is true. And that's what the Bible is here to do. Right from the beginning... God wanted to write things down so that his people would know about his instructions and his laws. Deuteronomy 10, verses 1 and 2, it says, At that time the Lord said to me, this is God speaking to Moses, Chisel out two stone tablets like the first ones and come up to me on the mountain. Also make a wooden ark. Then God says this, I will write on the tablets the words that were on the first tablets which you broke then you have to put them in the ark. So right from the very beginning, we can see this idea of God actually wanting to see things written down coming upon the children of Israel. And there, Moses has got his stone tablets. He's been up the mountain once, come back down, found all the children of Israel sinning and doing wrong things. The tablets get broken. So new tablets are made and they go up and God says, it's okay, I'll write on them. You can see why this is precious to the Jewish people. God wrote on these tablets of stone. God wants to write things down for us to know how to live. He's not a far off God. He's a God who wants to come alongside us and to instruct us and to help us as individuals because he knows the individual things that we're facing. He wants to make himself known and he wants to write down instructions for us to learn from. Now, the Bible itself hasn't just got those instructions that God himself wrote down, the the Ten Commandments. It's got lots of information and is actually a collection of teaching from a number of different people over different times and written in various styles. Poetic style, information style, there's all sorts of things prophetic words, those things are written down. There's different styles of writing, different people have written them. But every person who, has, who is recorded in here, who has written down something, they were inspired by God to do so. So it's not coming just from themselves. It's like the Holy Spirit has inspired them to remember these words they've heard or to note down the things so that what is written in this book is the inspiration of God for his people, passed on to us, written down for us, that we may take hold of it. The Bible that Jesus had, for instance, is not quite the same as the Bible that we have. Now, some of you might gasp, surely not. Well, that's because we have an Old Testament and a New Testament. The Bible that Jesus had is our Old Testament. It's one and the same. That's the Bible he had. Now, I find that interesting because so many Christians tend to say like, well, I only want to read the New Testament. Well, why not read the Bible that Jesus had? Why not start off where he started? Why not find out the things that he was reading about as well? And so often the Old Testament can be discarded, and yet the Old Testament is actually the Bible that Jesus himself had. Now, you can say, well, are there any changes? Yes, there are one or two changes. Well, what are those changes? Not in content. It's just that we have 1 Chronicles and 2 Chronicles. We have 1 Samuel and 2 Samuel. And in the Hebrew Bible, it's just the book of Samuel. It's just the book of Chronicles. There's no part one and part two. They're joined together. 
And we have the book of Ezra and the book of Nehemiah. But in the Hebrew Bible, it's Nehemiah and Ezra are put together, which is hardly surprising because they're happening at the same time. So there's a few changes in terms of how the books are constructed, but there's no changes in terms of the content. The content of our Old Testament is the Bible that Jesus himself had. And it's interesting because Jesus showed great importance of the, towards the Scriptures, towards the Bible. He used them as a source of truth. He used them as a point of reference for life. For instance, when talking to the Pharisees, Jesus said to them, Matthew 22, Jesus said to them, You are in error because you do not know the Scriptures or the power of God. You see now, what if he was to come here today and is standing up and say, Jonathan, get out of the way, I'm going to come and talk to the people here. And he said, guys, you're in error because of this. You don't know the Scriptures. Jesus was saying, like, guys, you need, you need to get hold of this because this is the Word of God. This is where we get our truth from. This is our foundation stone. We need to learn from it. So Jesus said that to the Pharisees. Jesus often quoted scriptures to endorse his teaching or to bring understanding to others. For instance, Mark 7 verse 6, he replied, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you hypocrites. As it is written, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. So you can see Jesus himself was taking his Bible and he was quoting from his Bible showing that he was endorsing these words written by another man but coming from the inspiration of God as being the truth of what was being seen around him and being experienced amongst the people. Jesus by doing this was endorsing the fact this is God's word. This is his plumb line. You need to have it in your life. Jesus also quoted the scripture showing its power and its authority. And he did this particularly when he was defending himself against the temptations of the devil. Luke 4, verses 3 and 4. The devil said to Jesus, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone. You see, when Jesus says it is written, what he's saying is, look, this is what is written. This is God's truth. This is what I'm standing on. And you know what? The devil had to back away from it because it's foundational truth. It's what I would say is absolute truth. What is it that you believe? Have you ever asked yourself the question about what is truth? What am I building my life on? Am I building my life around a soap opera that I'm watching on TV? Am I taking my cue from the people in my office, in my work? They're good people. They're nice people. How am I taking my lead in life? Am I taking it from my parents who are good people? And whether they're people who are Christians or not, every one of us as a parent knows we've had our faults and our failings. Or are we saying, listen, we all accept that as human beings we can make mistakes. We need to come to something. That is a steadfast anchor, an assurance for us to get hold of. Something that will stand the test of time. Something that will remain. We need to get hold of what is truth. What truth are you basing your life on? Is it relative truth? What's right for you? What your mates say? What your associates think is right? Or is it what God says is right? Is it foundational truth? 
So scripture is foundational truth. Or perhaps I should say, is scripture foundational truth? Because that is the question that every one of us needs to wrestle with. Every one of us needs to get to hold with so that we can start to say, hey, it's not just about the Bible, but why am I taking hold of this? Why do I want this to direct my life? Because I want to be built on the, founda- built on the foundation of absolute truth. And I want my life to be lived up to the plumb line of what God wants. Let me just give you a quote from John Wesley. John Wesley was asked the question, who wrote the Bible? And this is this question that is often thrown around as we know, as I've spoken about. Who wrote the Bible? And John Wesley said this, the Bible must be the invention either of good men or angels, bad men or devils, or of God. And he went on to say, it could not be the invention of good men or angels, for they neither would or could make a book and tell lies at the same time. How could they write it saying, thus said the Lord, when it was their own invention? Yeah, fair enough. It could not be the invention of bad men or devils, for they would not make a book which commands all duty, forbids all sin, and condemns their souls to hell for all eternity. Therefore, John Wesley said, I draw the conclusion that the Bible must be given by divine inspiration. Carry on for more next week. Thank you for listening to this message from Bromley Town Church. You are always welcome to visit us on a Sunday morning or join us again for more messages here online. You can also stay connected with us at www.bromleytownchurch.com.